0: Hey, dirty skittles! It's finally—it's hey. great. It's great to actually see what you look like after hearing you for like three months.
1: Yeah, I—I I, I need to get myself like a Mexican wrestling mask. That way, I could just wear it anytime we have a guest.
0: I hear you're a Georgia girl now.
1: I am. I am actually reporting from the basement in Marietta, Georgia.
0: Oh, I'm in the city of Decatur.
1: Nice. Oh, I love your wall. Oh, Marilyn. No, that's not Marilyn. That's Madonna.
0: Madonna. Who's behind you? It's a very gay office. Oh, I love it. Because I'm a huge Madonna fan.
2: Love, love, love. Because he's super gay. (laughs)
0: Listen, G Rex.
1: No, our okay. countdown, bro. Okay. One, three, two, one.
2: Oh, sorry.
1: sorry. Bro, has it been that long? <laughs> okay. <No.
2: laughs> I'm on sabbatical, man. Don't give me shit. All right. <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On in Our Heads. We are season two, episode nine. And today we have a very special guest, Broadway. Hey, Broadway, you want to tell us a little
0: bit about yourself? Hey everybody, um, I'm Broadway, I am uh, one of G-Rex's uh, longtime ex coworkers. workers uh, live in Georgia, been all around, uh, love theater, love everything, and probably one of the gayest people that G-Rex knows. Oh.
2: <laughs> I don't know, I'm pretty gay myself, but you know, <laughs> you stand out you're tall
0: because I'm tall, yeah, yeah your four foot tenness and my six foot fourness is a very interesting thing when we're standing next to each other um, with cocktails, preferably. <laughs> she is tiny. you know what but for my tininess, my heart
2: makes up for a lot of that tininess, so you know it's all good Aww.
0: it does, but you're you're still my pocket gay
1: Aww. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet and endearing
2: <laughs> right now I Every right now and then I pop out of the pocket, wave.
1: You're like Polly Pocket, but a little different.
2: What <laughs> the, the hell is Polly Pocket?
1: You don't know what Polly Pocket
2: is? I don't have any kids. Well, I know well, what Polly because, Pocket. Well, because like, growing
1: up, you never, well, maybe you didn't. Polly Pocket was like a little tiny. It looked like a wallet and you can open it up and there was this little tiny doll. Her name was Polly and she fit in your pocket and then that, that little wallet that would open up could be like an ice cream shop or a hair salon or a castle and you could
0: play Dirty with Sk- it. Dirty Skittle. She's a lesbian. She played with <laughs> hammers and and nails and stuff like that. Let's get real. Her Home Depot kit was what she played with. I know Polly Pocket even though you know I'm, I'm near uh, G-Rex's age group but I do have kids around. Not my own. <laughs>
1: I love Polly Pocket. Okay, sorry.
2: I'm gonna find you a Polly Pocket with a gay flag. Okay, do it. I don't
0: think they exist.
1: I mean, we can make one. Ooh, merch.
0: It's on. It's on Etsy somewhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love that.
2: This is why I can't drink with you guys. I know.
1: I was gonna let you finish before making another joke.
2: So, Broadway, tell us a little bit about like your life and um kind of like coming out and I'll tell you guys my coming out story it's crazy
0: so so I have a weird coming out story is that I never did um do you guys know what the term platinum gay is uh, no no have you really never heard platinum gay okay so platinum gay that means you've never been around it and by it I mean female lady parts oh. um I was actually <laughs> cesarean born no. Nice. The, t- the only time I've ever kissed a girl was during stage work uh in theater. Um I never I I I remember this in the early 70s, around 75, 76, when Wonder Woman was on TV, I used to pretend to be here in the pool. Like I would spin around and take off my clothes and try to change into Wonder Woman's <laughs> outfit. Like it, I was never, I never had that whole, you know, coming out experience. I never experienced that. I, I had a boyfriend in the, in the late eighties, early nineties in high school, Um, you know, dated around stuff like that. But I never, I never really came out. It was always me and everybody always knew. Um, it was interesting because I was six foot tall by the time I was up about 10, 11. Wow. So it was, always like, are you playing basketball this? And I'm like, no, I'm going to jeté and do some Broadway musicals. Like, <laughs> It was, it was never that. Um, so yeah, for me, it was, you know, I, I was very fortunate. My parents were much older when they had me almost 40 um, which back then being born in 73, that was like very uncommon, very different. Um, I likened them to be Cuban hippies who were raised Victorian. Um, my mom's never worn jeans. My mom's never pumped gas in her car type of wow. thing.
1: Um,
0: but my parents were always about their kids and, and never had, you know, any question any inkling any concerns it was always like you know you do you and be safe get good grades you know do what you got to do and just don't be a dick pretty much um so yeah for me coming out was like i I, it never really happened (laughs) wow
1: that's pretty cool though you were safe you felt good you could just be you
0: yeah, I was very fortunate growing up in, um, I grew up in Miami, born in Miami Beach, uh, raised in, in a suburb of Miami called Hialeah, shout out to Hialeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, I was in the theater world and the music world my entire life. So I, I kind of had that safe space. I had some great teachers. I had a lot of gay teachers, which was interesting because at the time kind of understood they were gay, but didn't know. I had a lot of uh, lesbian teachers specifically. Um, music, art teachers, you know, people that I gravitated towards um, because they were just kind of like cool and artsy fartsy. So it was kind of fun.
1: I love that. So you did plays in high school?
0: Uh, mostly musicals. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mostly was musicals. there one that like transformed who you would be one day? Like, did something make such an impact
0: that you played? Stephen Everything, everything. Stephen Sondheim. The first time I heard anything by Stephen Sondheim, I want to say the first one I ever heard was Sweeney Todd, which is the darkest, bloodiest, scoriest uh, musical out there. Um, it was just, it was me. It was I got it. Uh, the whole lyricism, the whole storytelling, the whole you know pitter patter, fuck you type stuff, oh, everything like that.
2: that.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. What about you, G Rex? Any musicals for you? <laughs>
2: Well, now that we live in upstate New York, I should probably be going into the city a little bit more often. Um, There were two that I wanted to see and didn't get to see. I wanted to see Pinky Boots, but I can see that online now. And uh, Wicked. Love.
1: Love. When I was little, I would sneak out of my bedroom at night. And there were two things I would watch. It was either old black and white movies. Like while my parents were asleep, like I would just sit there with my ear on the speaker and watch it. Or it was like, Broadway musicals or plays or anything. Those that was what I did. Nothing fun. Like I didn't. I didn't get into trouble other than <laughs> sneaking out and watching old movies and plays.
0: Yeah, I miss. I missed a pre-pandemic life. Um, I was living in New York um, when the pandemic hit. Uh, actually, living on Fifty-fourth Street next to Studio Fifty-four, so I was in the middle of the theater district. Uh, my husband and I would see God three to four shows a week. Like, we were going to everything. There's a reading of this at, you know, this small theater in the middle of, of Soho, Soho, and it's like at 2 a.m., but you've got to get there, and you've got to bring a can of, like, red beans to get into door. we would be there watching it. Like, it, it was just so much fun, and so much fun traveling around to see all the shows. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I can't get into fantasy. Don't give me Harry Potter. I know I'm going to get some shit for this. Don't give me any of that that Twilight crap. But I can totally believe that people will all of a sudden start singing and dancing in eight-part harmony and full, you know, like, choreography (laughs) at the drop of a hat. Like, it just happens. But I can't get into fantasy. Don't give me, you know, witchcraft and all that crazy stuff.
1: (laughs) I'm one of the Harry Potter people and Twilight people. (laughs) Like, I keep trying to get my son to get into Harry Potter, too, because I just want to have a Harry Potter party. That's it. Like, I'm like, if I can get him into it one birthday, I'm going to decorate the house like Harry Potter. But no such luck.
0: Um, I think we're going to have to get Bizzle to do that for your birthday.
1: <laughs> you know, are you listening? Oh, yeah. Listening, <laughs> Make everybody dress up and I'm the only one having the time of my life. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, yeah. So, you did musicals in high school, which was pretty cool. Did you carry on into doing it after school, after high school? Yeah.
0: I, I did it professionally. I went to um, school for it. Um, musical theater and jazz voice um, kind of gave it up at one point. Cause I was like, it, I just, I wanted to get on the creative side where the performance side, I think is creative, but you're doing other people's work. I wanted to get on the um, casting side of all places. Like I, I said, I had, had visions of wanting to like, Ooh, you're a perfect person to play Elphaba. You're a per- perfect person to play Jean Valjean. I wanted that side of the house. Um, so I took some time off. I traveled a bit. And then, ended up uh, in in um because I do speak Spanish, English, and French. I ended up with wow. Cigna Healthcare, working as a. Um, kind of presenter, I would go to all of their different facilities to present benefits to all these different clients. And it was like benefit fairs and things like that. So it was like acting, but not really. Yeah. And it was making much more money than I was making acting. <laughs> so I kind of got bitten to that. Um, I got pulled into uh, being asked to move to Lawrenceville, Kansas, which um, if you know me and know that I've never lived in a country, I've always lived in a city. I've never lived anywhere in the suburbs, nothing like that. I was like, hell no. Um, and then a friend of mine was at a recruiting firm and brought me on. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a perfect kind of segue into casting, recruiting, learning all about that and all the rules. Um, little by little, I, I you know, learned all that. I got into payroll because I'm a math nerd. <laughs> Don't ask me why. Music, music and math are very close. I went to a school that was very music and math forward. Um, and from there, I got recruited by the company we all have worked for at some point. Um, because of my recruiting background and my math background. So I ended up going to this company for about 11 years and ended up in technology for the past almost 20, 22 years,
1: which is not like a musical at all,
0: (laughs) at all, at all. But you know what the difference is, is when I was in theater, when I was doing all that, I was only able to create was what I was only able to see or create or do things that were already done. I was never, I never had the opportunity to go and, Oh, there's a new play happening in Connecticut. That's a tryout. There's a new one in Atlanta. I could never travel to see these because I was always working while these shows were happening. So the fun part of the last 20 years is that I've been able to go everywhere. I mean, I've gone to Puerto Rico to see Lin-Manuel do (gasps) the charity raise of Hamilton. No freaking way, dude. Uh, I I saw Hamilton the second night it was on Broadway. Wow. Um, The last 10 years, I would say we, my husband and I have probably seen, I would say close to a thousand shows. Um, in the last 10 years, because wow. we were going, we were literally going every night to everything. And it's like, it was fun. We we were seeing, you know, horrible shows like flying to Chicago to see uh, uh devil Wars Prada that Elton John decided to do. <laughs> and it was one of the worst things we've seen in our lives. But it was, you know, it was fun.
1: <laughs> do you save things from when you go to the show? Like? my husband player. saves
0: all the playbills all mm-hmm. the tickets mm-hmm. i i'm not a saver i i've moved around too much of my life and mm-hmm. lost too many things but i'm like you know i'll take a picture of it and digitally upload it and have that memory but yeah i'm not a saver I'm not a hoarder I'm kidding
1: <laughs> i like that we went from saver to hoarder really quick <laughs>
0: I, to me it's one in the same man. scrapbook one same. hoarder
1: <laughs> um dude that's so cool i can't believe you got to do all those fun things that's awesome i love that so can i ask a random question Kind of random, no. all <laughs> all the Madonna photos. Why Madonna? Why is oh, that? She
0: Madonna's my from day one. Madonna and Michael Jackson were my two favorite mm-hmm. performers. Um, Madonna because it was the first time that a woman was like, "Fuck you, mm-hmm. I want to do what I want to do," and it was it was creative. It wasn't just in your face. I mean, we go back and think of like early Madonna up to like the music album. To me, all of that was so creative, so different, so fun. Choreography, like it, it was unabashedly in your face and gay as fuck. I mean, let's get real when Vogue came out. I'll never forget that first time I heard Vogue. I was a junior in high school, 1990 and that song came out. And I was like, Oh my God, revolutionary. Oh, so yeah. yeah, she's a, she's, um, you know, I've never missed her in concert. I've seen her in every single concert tour. She's done. Wow. Her in, in about two months, um, here in Atlanta for her <laughs> last tour, her latest tour. Yeah. She's, Damn. She's she's it. Um,
1: do you remember, like my mom is a huge Madonna fan and she used to make me when I was little watch a movie. I feel like it was like Seeking Susan or something. Desperately Madonna- really seeking Susan. Yes. Movie. I remember okay, so I was a little girl watching this movie and I remember thinking, like, she dresses so fucking cool. Like I was like, I wanna dress like Madonna mom and <laughs> like what madonna and
0: rosanna arquette rosanna arquette was uh answering law ads for yes. a woman desperately seeking.
1: it was such you know what i need to go watch that movie because i remember it being like good i think <laughs> she had like an awesome jacket in that fucking yeah. movie yeah, yeah i wanted the jacket i'm
0: trying to think is it anywhere on my walls no she's not oh she might be on there i have quite a few pictures of madonna in my office
1: dude that's awesome Okay. Sorry. Thanks for entertaining me. And for the, and for the <laughs> listeners it's because behind him is just a bunch of pictures of Madonna. So I had to ask, I was like, what is it? What's about Madonna?
0: There's a lot more than you can actually see. Whoa.
1: <laughs> There's a whole collage. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Cool,
2: every, cool.
0: every, every gay
2: man's fantasy right there. Madonna. Yep.
1: Nice.
0: Gay man of a certain age. <laughs> Cause I will say this is, this is a, this was a banner year for me. I just turned 50, which is wow. what the heck? Like, how did that happen? Right.
2: You're still a baby. Yeah. I, you... I've got almost 10 years on you.
0: Um, G Rex. Yeah.
1: You'll need to like drop your skincare routine after because you do not look 50 at all.
0: <laughs> well, my husband who is uh, a few years younger, which we won't get into. Right now. <laughs> um, um, and we've been together for, it'll be nine years now. Um, it laughs because everybody always asks what the hell's your skincare routine and i when i answer it's irish spring soap and that's oh it. i knew
1: you were gonna say something. about as soon as you started telling the story i'm like it's gonna be like a bar yeah. of soap and like cold water or something
0: and, and yeah and he's like twenty thousand, you know creams mm-hmm. and lotions and potions and all this and i was just uh, it, it's the cuban blood yeah got lucky genetics
1: genetics lucky. what about you g-rex what's your skincare routine
2: um absolutely nothing okay <laughs> absolutely nothing I washed my face.
0: Okay, but, but G Rex, you look like you're 22. How is yeah. this possible?
2: How? You, you know what's crazy is I'm going to be 60 in uh, the end of next month.
0: No way! Way wild. Oh, so then you're totally doing vampire blood. We know. <laughs> Just tell us.
2: I'm out there playing with the squirrels, man. That's how oh. I do it. Just
0: I don't. There's know. something up there in that upstate, you know, New York world. That she's doing (laughs) fresh air Yeah, it's
2: called no stretch (laughs) what what are you drinking no stress water no not you not you bro
1: i know i see your smart water
0: yeah i I had to drink yeah i had to indulge today so again it's it's pride month i'm gay as fuck sarah jessica has a new line of cosmos that are actually they're actually vodka
1: nice bizzle if you would be so kind I think there is a Cosmo in the fridge. <laughs> Just kidding! You don't have to get it, babe. <laughs> nice. I was gonna make a, a mixed drink instead. I opted for water, like Jurex, because honestly, I totally forgot what time it was. And Bizzle was like, "Where? Are, what are you doing? You need to get downstairs." I'm like, "Okay, sorry."
0: Yeah, I was under the impression it was a cocktail with this. Yeah, accordion. yeah, it
1: normally is. To be it honest. normally
0: is, but you know, sabbatical life. I
2: forget what day it is. You know, I think today's Saturday. Well, it is Saturday because we record on Saturdays, but like, I forget what day it is. So Broadway, I do have another question for you. Um, you know, <clears throat> growing up and being gay and everything, do you think that we were more or less fortunate than the kids are today because we didn't have um, all the media um, related around it or?
0: 100%. <laughs> One, I think of, you know... I I won't even go back to when we were teenagers or when we were like in in that college era. Um, Today, like I, I see, I lived in Atlanta in 2006 to 2014. When I first moved to Atlanta, Atlanta had like 83 gay bars and clubs and restaurants and everything that was like a whole gay community. Cut to now where you have all these, you know, social media apps, all these dating apps, all these hookup apps there are maybe 10 places to go to meet people and it's not even meeting people for dating reasons. It's just, you know, community. It feels like there's none of that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like it's disappeared for me. Like I sit back and i um, driving in the car. I'll have the satellite on and the eighties channel, the new wave channel comes on. And I'm like, God, I remember going to the bars when I was 16. I should have been going when I was 16. <laughs> I know, but 16, 18 years old with um, my, some older friends and listening to this music and it was community. It was hanging out and meeting people and, you know, finding people that you had similar interests to now it's all like, okay, I see this picture. I kind of like this person. Let me meet them. And it's, it's very different. You go to a bar now and people are literally, instead of talking to each other or, you know, hanging out, they're literally looking at their phone at the hookup apps. And it's like, I I don't get that culture. I don't understand that.
1: It's like they forgot how to interact with each other and like be present. So crazy. Yeah.
2: I, and that's what I miss too. I mean, growing up, you know, in the 80s, you know, in and, and Denver, tons of gay bars, right? And now like, you know, I live uh, just outside of Ithaca, which is um, a lot of gay people. It's like one of the, the hubs for upstate New York. And like, there aren't any gay bars or there isn't a community. And I feel bad for them because that was part of my coming out story, right? Is that I had this core group of friends we're all gay, we all came out around the same time and we can always depend on each other. And I think that like the social media aspect of everything now makes it harder to to like group together and band together, especially today. I mean, there's so much going on in the trans world that, you know, we, you know, me, Broadway, 30 skills, there's so much more we could do. And if we could just get our community to get their shit together, we could really help, you know, change what's going on because right now it's terrifying. It's to the point now where they uh, declared a de- um, then they uh, they did de- they declared a state of emergency for the LGBTQIA community because oh. of all these stupid laws that are going into effect.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. It is disheartening seeing everything that's going on. I am a little hopeful in seeing all of these, these rulings that are coming out showing that they're unconstitutional. And I think, you know, one of the things we have to do is really, it, my biggest fear when Trump was elected was the change in our Supreme Court. I don't care about anything else. I think that's one of the most important things in all the different um, judiciary levels that he would change. That scares me because that changes laws locally. So that's one of the things that I think not only do we have to be supportive and, and get out there and help our, our community you know, grow and go forward, but we also have to look at that voting policies and those voting records locally. We gotta change it. I mean, we've, we've done this. You and I grew up in the, in the era of AIDS and look how that turned out. You Mm -hmm. know, it it, it changed our way of thinking and our way of of kind of behaving compared to like some of our older gay friends that were in the 70s and 60s and things like that. But, you know, the only way that we're going to do it is we have to do that change and we have to do that work. Um, And I'm fearful and I'm hopeful at the same time. It's like I I go back and forth, back and forth every single day when I see things. Um, And it's just, you know, what can I do today? Support drag shows. That's my number one thing right now. If there's a drag show happening, if there's a drag bingo, if there's a charity thing, I'm going to it because I'm 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 not going to let people say this is unconstitutional. This is or rather this is this is something that shouldn't be happening or shouldn't be shown. I'm going to support that. Um, and those are the small things that I can do and try to get my community to go there. So I, I totally understand where you're coming from.
2: Yeah. And for me, like I'm totally supporting uh, uh, Gleason. And because of all the work they do with the kids, you know, there are kids that are coming out in schools today and that are getting bullied. And, you know, we didn't have that growing up. I, I know I didn't. Basically my coming out story was I took my mom to a gay bar and I'm like, Hey, I'm gay. And she's like, Hey, I know. And, did
0: and you, we were did, done. Were you ever like bullied in school as a kid, as in high school, anything because of your sexuality?
2: No. Um, you know, I played, I played softball my entire you know, high school life, you know, I had a good group of girlfriends, you know, no bowling, you know, I, I was who I was, I was a lot older than um, the kids in my class. So I could always buy them beer, right? And that, <laughs> You know, I was everybody's friend, I taught everybody how to drive, bought everybody beer, you know, so I, I didn't feel those pressures. And my parents were amazing. Like, I couldn't have asked for better parents. I didn't, I, you know, they they only wanted me to be uh, safe. They wanted me to find love and they wanted me to be happy. And they were, you know, I was one of the lucky ones that yeah. I had. I had that in my life. And today, you know, a lot of these kids that are coming out. You know, they don't have that. And so I'm really fighting for the kids you yeah. know, because they, they're our future.
0: I saw a total meme this morning that it got me. It was um, a picture of a little kid with kind of the the gay pride flag as wings and it was a parent with a set of scissors and it was saying don't be your kid's first bully. Oh yeah and I was like I was like wow that really like it, it made an impact to me because it's like I, I was again fortunate to have parents similar to yours that were just like be you, be happy be safe. Don't be a dick. You know, yeah. I, I had those parents so I was very fortunate for that. Yeah. You did say something that makes me question and I think Dirty Skittles is gonna freak out when she understands this next topic. You were able to buy beer. Were you one of those that was grandfathered into being 18 years old and <laughs> buying liquor?
2: Yeah, so I was born I was born and raised in Colorado. So the drinking laws were 18. <clears throat> and so I could buy beer. I couldn't buy wine, but I could buy beer. And I was everybody's best friend.
1: So they wouldn't let you buy raised. wine, but they would let you buy beer?
2: Yeah, you could buy beer. And it was okay, it was like it was three point two percent. So it was probably like a bud light. <laughs> yeah, like, like a like Water. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it tasted like water with a little bit of hops in it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so you got shafted in, in Colorado because in, in Florida, if you were, I want to say 86, if you were 18 before 1986, you were grandfathered into the 21 and over law. So you can buy liquor. Oh. Nice. Yeah. So you were like legal at 18 to buy liquor, everything like that. And you didn't have to wait till you were 21. I think it was 86.
2: Damn. Wow. That's I nice. totally missed that on that, but, but that's okay. Cause you know, I still made a lot of people happy. Made had a lot of good parties.
0: That's all Gretchen wants to do is make people happy and, and drunk. Yeah. And drunk. <laughs> sort of, sort of drunk on that beer.
2: <laughs> depends on how you many you had. Drink
1: a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And overcome the bloat. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, so that like listening to both of you having supportive parents is hopeful because I I think Bizzle and I try really hard to just let our son feel safe and you know, who knows what he's only five. Right. But knowing that you guys both came from that and you were just totally confident and safe to share who you were with your parents and not be too afraid at at what they would think is kind of what we are with him. Like I, I mean, I love watching drag shows and dude, like we don't hide anything from, my, my son, Nugget, I almost said his name. <laughs> Nugget,
2: Nugget. Yeah, we don't Nugget. hide
1: anything from Nugget. So I'm hoping when he gets old enough or at any point in his journey, if there's anything he wants to share about who he is, that he feels safe to share that with us and know that we're not going to judge him for it because it's it's a little wild, right? Like it's just a right to love somebody. And so it's it's a little crazy that, you know, we live in this day and age where it's still like, an issue for people fucking blows my mind. Blows well, my just, mind. It, it,
0: it keeps becoming an issue. Yeah, because I, it's it's a hot topic. It's you know, I, it, the right that's doing this right now has a great marketing machine, and they just know how to plug it fear. And I think you know, I, I think we as a society are fearful of so much crap that we don't understand or that we don't make a point to understand. Mm. And you know, it's 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 I don't know. It's just it's to me it's. Just get the fuck over yourself pretty much. Yeah, like why do you <laughs> Just get over yourself,
2: <laughs> and exactly, not, and it's not going to stop me. I'm going to be loud and proud every day. Yeah. you know, I I I don't hide behind my gayness. You know, I'm a lesbian through and through. And if you don't like me, I don't fucking care anymore. You know, I'm right. be sixty in a month. Yeah, you
0: know? Gretchen, you're a lesbian, Gretchen.
2: Yeah, imagine
0: that. <laughs> Oh my God. I didn't know that.
2: All this time. You never told me. I thought
0: thought you kind of like (laughs) girls.
1: That was hilarious.
0: G-Rex and I have always had this um, loving, jokey relationship where I've always made fun of her. She makes fun of me too. And that's how we got along. I I will never forget the time that I was telling you, you just got to get up here. I can't hear you. I don't, from down there, I just can't hear you. And you got up on a table, a little bit drunk. And were yelling at me on top of the table, and you are just my height. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. I want to say it was in Las Vegas at a convention of some sort. Yeah, oh, um, no.
2: yeah, I remember that. Is this me a- drunk? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't drink.
1: Oh my word! Is this the night that yeah. you like were gambling all night? Is that the same year at this convention?
2: No. Oh okay.
0: <laughs> there were so many of these conventions that they all blur. They yeah. All- yeah.
2: Every single one of them, a gigantic blur. Unless I was winning money. And then that those are the date the dates I remember.
1: <laughs> That's so funny, dude. But
2: I also use Broadway for my um my New York New York connection. So when we decided to go to Pride, I'm like, hey, where should we stay? Where can we see the parade? What can we do? Dude, he gave me like this long laundry list of like places to stay, things to do. So I'm super excited about it. And um, we actually got custom pride shirts made for the pride parade and business cards that I'm going to hand out with the QR code on them. So um, hopefully it'll boost our listenership.
1: I love that.
0: That's so much that's so much fun handing out stuff at, at pride parades is a blast I uh, did it here in Atlanta one year um, got to walk the parade and hand out stuff it is so much fun people just get like all happy um, it, 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 it you, you you start like meeting people they start like looking you up on an Instagram on social media so you start following each other of course never talk again but you follow each other for years <laughs> but um it's so much fun and New York pride, same thing. It was, um, when I was in New York, um, started the ERG for the company that I was working with. Um, and we started having pride brunches with the pride parade as a thing. One year I had a group of, um, team members that were very, I'm going to say on the shy side, they were newer to New York. They were from California, a couple of them. So I bought these long rolls of like thousands and thousands of heart pride stickers. And I started like, okay, y'all are going to give these out. Y'all, the Southern thing just came out, um, I was born. I was born in the real South, Miami Beach. Um, Blanche, Blanche Devereaux and I uh, started giving these out, and it, it's so interesting to see how people change and kind of come out. It's so weird for such an extrovert like me to be around introverts because it's like, what do you mean you don't just talk to people or can do something or can you know get a, get in front of a stage of ten thousand people? What's 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 wrong with you? <laughs> So, you know, like doing things like that, it was so much fun to see them come out of their shells and really like, like kind of gravitate and do things and enjoy kind of the group of people that they're around and, you know, start opening themselves up. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. the greatest part about, about being short is, like, when I go to the parade, people are going to actually let me get in front so I can see the parade. Okay, so all you tall people behind me, I like, I don't care, but I want to see the parade.
0: <laughs> and you probably get a lot of swag because they think you're a kid.
1: They're <laughs> so like, oh, look at this sweet little child.
0: Here you go. <laughs> she deserves a fan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know how many 10-year-olds have a size 44 triple D, so, yeah.
0: Well, if you watch that Natalia, Natalia Grace um, uh, controversy and documentary that's out right now, you might question that. (laughs) Mm. I need to watch out. Sorry, I'm a total, I'm a total TV nerd. Everything new I've got to watch. I've got to everything entertainment. I shouldn't say TV, everything entertainment.
1: What are you watching now?
0: Um, Just started Never Have I Ever, the final season today. Um, Just started the current season of Yellowstone finished so many things like Ted Lasso's done all my Succession, which, oh my God, like one of the best shows (laughs) in the world. Um, What else did we finish recently? I've been watching a lot of stuff without my husband because he hates all these um, crazy documentaries like House of Hammer, the Army Hammer one, which is crazy. Uh, (laughs) The Trash, you know, Selling Sunset, Housewives, of course, Jersey, Atlanta. I got to watch those. Did you watch? I don't sleep. I don't sleep much. Did (laughs) you you watch? Sorry.
2: So we just started watching Succession. We're in like season two now.
0: Oh, that show so good!
2: I, I can't stop watching it. Like I, that, you know, now that I'm not working, I can watch it all day.
0: But you know what? You kind of remind me of Roman. Kind of the same dialogue there between the two of you. <laughs> every other word is fuck. Every every other word is sarcastic. Yeah, it's kind of you. <laughs>
2: You know what? I have some morals, though. So, not really. What well, kind of? But no, I, I, you know, i morally
0: dirty skittles. Notice how she said some, some morals, just some, some morals. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that bandwagon too, sister. Some morals,
2: some morals, and I do have some integrity, <laughs> and I'm not a complete asshole.
0: Oh man, I can't I mean, be. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so,
2: Skittles, you, you were going to ask Broadway a question.
0: Um, it was,
1: was random about a, a show. If you watched uh, Vanderpump Rules.
0: I have never seen that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched it either, but I was just telling Bizzle about how it's all over social media and like the reunion and all this drama. And I'm like, should I watch this? I don't know. <laughs>
0: like, should I? Give yeah. Th- there's some shows that might be too gay for me, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, To me, it's like this. I don't. I don't want to know the drama between Tom and whatever her name is and whatever her name is. It's. I don't know. To me, it's it's so fabricated, Mm -hmm. you know. To the point, I'd rather see like, I don't know. I'd rather see like these crazy documentaries. Some of these documentaries, like I'm telling you, Natalia Grace, you got to watch it. It leaves you like, like finished Six episodes, six six episodes, and I'm like, what is the story even about? Who am I seeing? And then all of a sudden, it ends, and you see the credits. She's doing the next documentary. Ooh. So it's going to be the, the documentary, the story from her point of view. Oh. So I'm like, if, if anything can be gayer, it's this, it's like this story of these parents who adopt this kid who supposedly is a kid, but no, actually is 22 years old, but may not be, maybe, maybe. What? It's like this crazy story. Whoa. It's so, it's so out there.
1: Gonna give it
2: a oh, shot? I'm going to have to watch that. So do you think, Broadway, like after you're done with your, your current career, so you might go back into the theater world.
0: So I would love to, I, I haven't done anything professionally in well over 10 years. I used to do every so often a recording session or something like that here and there. Um, I recently popped a vocal cord, which is really interesting cool. um, because I'm speaking and all of a sudden my voice just says this. So yeah. I become like, you know, <laughs> I turn into um, what's her name from The Exorcist. Um, yeah. It just <laughs> pops out or, or by the end of the day after, you know, a couple of meetings at work, my voice is just gone. Yeah. So it's really weird. Um, you know, the shower singing has been difficult lately. <laughs> so you know who knows maybe maybe if i um if i retire in the next few years i'll, I'll go back and become one of those you know 80 year olds who wins an oscar or tony or something
2: <laughs> do you, you want to move back to uh, new york city
0: I, so new york is not the new york that so the pandemic destroyed us I, it was it was tough over there um my husband and i moved in 2021 to back to georgia um because it was just impossible living over there. We were also, you know, an 800 square foot apartment, which is pretty big for New York standards, but both of us working at home for the same company. Um, uh-huh. It was tough. It was just tough overall. So that's part of the reason we decided to come to to Georgia. I can see us getting, you know, buying um, property and having uh, some sort of like rental, property that we come up and stay a little bit and go because it's it's tough to get hotels in New York and stay there but as a full-timer I I can't see it in the near future and by near I mean like 10 years mm-hmm. it's just it's not the New York that that you know we grew that we were in and we were having fun in um it's a different world right now
1: yeah is there anywhere else you would go or are you settled here? Oh, Georgia? I,
0: I would, I would move to London in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I would move to Paris in a heartbeat. Um, I will never go to Florida. In fact, you know, I, my mom's the only one that's really left in my family. So my sibling and I have some cousins and family, but once my mom passes, if Florida would just slide off the map and I into the you. ocean. I hear you. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, there's not many places in the U S that I would want to live in. Um, it, it's just, you know, I, I just, I, I'm really about the culture. I'm really about the the whole art scene. And outside of New York, there really isn't that anywhere in the United States. Um, Georgia has some of it, which is fun. Um, there's also so much to do here when, when it comes to hiking and festivals and th- things like that. And that's why I do like it here in Georgia. But I could see myself living in London in a heartbeat. Talk about another very gay city where there's a lot of theater and stuff like that to do. <laughs> Cause you know, it's, it's, it's all about chasing that gay theater, that gay performance <laughs> that I, I, you know, concerts and things like that. I, that's what I live for. I mean, that's my happy point. So I jokingly always say when the curtain goes down and the lights dim, that's my Sunday service. Like oh, that's yeah. literally when it's coming up, you know, Stephen Sondheim being my God, Audra McDonald being be my, my, my goddess <laughs> who, if you don't know her, please look her up. <laughs> biggest ally for our community. Um one of the most amazing singers. Um had the pleasure of meeting her and I've seen her in many things. Just amazing, overall human.
1: I love that. So what's what's your next show that you're gonna see?
0: Um so we are in the process of making plans to go to New York to see some shows that have just opened. Of course, the, the Britney Spears musical, because you know
1: Britney I didn't Spears. even know they had one. Oh, it's
0: Britney Spears as told through all the princesses' eyes. So like Cinderella, all the princesses using Britney's music. It's called uh, one more time, something one more time. Hit me one, hit me again one more time or something like that. But it's like really cool. You should see some videos. Um, Justin Guarini from American Idol stars in it, which is pretty interesting. But um, that I've got to get up and see the Sweeney Todd Um, you know, we're recording on Tony Eve, which is one of the gayest days of the year tomorrow, Sunday, (laughs) Tony's, 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 Tony's. Um, so I, you know, there's a lot of new theater that's coming in and things that are just different. There's a musical about corn. I kid you not. And it's one of the funniest things. Not like the rock band, corn,
1: like the vet. No, no, like, like,
0: like like actual (laughs) corn, um, you know, looking at theater and, and how theater has changed and how theater has evolved over the past Six to seven years. Theater always is the leader of the change. So we talk about trans artists in theater. Alex Newell is up for a Tony tomorrow, Very cool. um, and in the Corn musical, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's called. It's literally called Shucked. I can't make it up, guys. <laughs> But like, like, you know, you talk about trans artists and theater has always led the way. Gay plays, gay storylines, lesbian storylines. Theater has always led the way. There's a big musical about um, the artist Limpica that's coming up, who's one of the you know biggest artists of the 20s um, art deco movement. And here it is, you know, this lesbian storyline that's coming up. So all these stories are coming up. And again, Broadway always leads that way. Um inclusive bathrooms like every single broadway theater has a sign that says use the bathroom you're most comfortable with like shit like that it's like that's where it starts so it's always been i I don't know it's 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 kind of my nerd happy place because it's it has all that you know what i mean it's it's using every faculty you can think of to like express yourself very um
1: so it's it's my happy place Oh, I love that. I love that we yeah. get to know what your happy place is. Now I need like to make a list or have you send me a list of, of things to watch and look at because. There's,
0: there's a ton of stuff locally that I can send you that's yeah, also dude. coming up. That's great. You know, we're lucky to have the Alliance Theater here in Atlanta, who every year has a pre-Broadway tryout of something that's going to Broadway. Oh, so some stuff makes it some stuff doesn't, but it's it's fun to watch them and kind of see it, you know, from its infancy up to when it actually makes it to Broadway and like, wow, that changed. And sometimes if you're lucky enough, you get to go to London and see it there. And it's like, oh, wow, it changed for that audience. So
1: mm-hmm. it's it's just
0: cool to see that metamorphosis.
1: Very cool. Yeah, for sure. I need to get I need to get a list together.
2: I love you so much, Broadway. Thank you so, so much for coming on.
0: Yes, definitely I, definitely. I love your story. Yeah. it was a blast ladies i enjoyed this it's uh it's fun
1: yeah it's fun thank you it's okay to be not okay just make sure you're talking to someone